0: angels and their assignments. That's our topic in this particular broadcast and podcast. I'd like to welcome our social media people, our social media audience. I welcome you to this broadcast. Our podcast audience, I welcome you as well. We are doing double recording in this particular episode and our title is knowing angels and their assignments. I'll go straight to the word of God. Now you've heard of seraphim. We have seraph. But we also have seraphim. Seraph is singular, seraphim is plural. I want to teach you about the ministry of angels. There are very many angels with so many different names in the Bible. But the English Bible limits us because the English Bible does not give us the actual meanings, the actual names, yeah? There's sometimes just, uh, for example, when you're talking about the different favors in the Bible, different graces, the English language just just says grace or favor, but they're very specific. And this is the reason why it helps to go to the Hebrew and to the Greek, so that you can get in-depth meanings of some of these words. Ladies and gentlemen, for you to get power out of anything, go to its meaning. If you want to get the power of the name of Jesus, go to the meaning of the name of Jesus. See, that's why some people are saying the name of Jesus, let such and such a thing happen, and it doesn't happen. Someone else comes and says the very same words, and something happens. The difference is, one knows the meaning of the name. One is in an intimate relationship with the meaning of the name. Okay? The other one thinks the name is a magical wand that you wave for things to happen. Yeah, you see, for the name of Jesus to work for you, you need to have an intimate relationship with that name. You need to know what that name means. What's Yehoshua? What's the meaning of that? What is Christos? What is uh, Christ? What does that mean? Yeah? Messiah. It's the meaning of Messiah. Once you know the meaning, you're going to have the power. So I want to give you the meanings of the names of angels in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 2 talks about seraphim. And I want to explain something significant there. So we're starting with seraphim. Okay. Seraphim. Now, I'm not going to give you the names of angels based on their, the order of their seniority. No. Because in the ways of God, a guardian angel, who is supposed to be probably a weak angel, because a guardian angel is born with you when you're born. God assigned you an angel, and that angel grows with you, and that angel is promoted with you depending on how you accomplish your purpose on earth. And as time goes by, that angel becomes the greatest angel, all right, because that angel serves you directly. So though a guardian angel appears to be the lowest in ranking, the guardian angel ends up being promoted to the highest level, depending on how you accomplish your purpose. That is the angel that enables you to operate in your star, the guardian angel, okay? So if the seraphim were the highest, then your guardian angel would be the lowest, do you see? Yet the him serve you. You get that? Your guardian angels is always with you. The one that reports everything about you. The Bible talks about them. And I'm going to teach about them a little later. But in the book of uh, Isaiah 6, verse 2, the Bible says, Above it stood, let me start from verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Now, Isaiah is giving us a vision of the throne of God. He saw heaven. Now, the Bible says God talks to his prophets through multiplied visions, dreams, and similitudes. Okay? Now, he didn't talk to Moses that way. He didn't talk to Moses in a dream. There's no place Moses said, and I dreamed a dream. or I saw a vision. To Moses, God appeared face to face, the way a man talks to his friend. That's the reason why Moses is a very significant part of the Old Testament. Because God did not talk to him in visions. God talked to him directly as a man talks his friends. I'm going to give you that scripture in a short while. But here is Isaiah. He saw a vision. Okay? And he saw heaven. And he saw Jesus seated upon the throne. Okay? Every time the Bible says, Lord, Adonai, Adonai, it's Jesus. Being spoken about so he saw Jesus seated upon a throne remember Jesus was crucified before the foundations of the world so the things that are happening already happened okay that's why the Bible says there's nothing new under the Sun so he saw Jesus sitting upon a throne sitting upon a what a throne sitting upon a throne he a throne Kisse in Hebrew a throne is an angel I'm gonna teach you a little later about the level of thought Seated upon a throne. That throne is actually an angel. Alright. He saw Jesus sitting upon a kisser. Yeah. Uh, High and lifted up. And his train. Filled the temple. That is his skirt. You know like. When women get married. They wear uh, a gown. And the gown has a train. An extended part of the skirt. Okay. Of, Of the gown so he was seated upon the throne and his train the extension of his skirt filled the temple okay so he was in a temple so there was a temple right there was a temple ladies and gentlemen there's no longer a temple okay but there was once a temple in heaven now you are the temple of god the bible says if you read revelation there was no temple there okay in heaven. But in this particular case before Jesus died, there was a temple. And this is a temple that Jesus took his blood. Remember a point when Mary wanted to touch Jesus and Jesus said woman, touch me not because I ascend. He ascended and the Bible says in Hebrews that he took his own blood and purified that temple up in heaven. After the purification of that temple, it was disbanded because that temple was based on the Ten Commandments which were abolished you see when the commandments are abolished its priesthood is also abolished so now the priesthood of jesus christ is the priesthood you're operating under which makes you that temple of the holy spirit that's why first corinthians six nineteen says don't you know it's a knowing some people don't know okay Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit whom you have from God, and you're not your own. You're bought with a price. Jesus went with his blood and purchased another temple. Come on. Yeah? And that temple is you. Now, the most amazing thing is that all these angels are right now inside you. Wow. Because the robe, the train of his robe, filled the what? The temple, yeah. The temple. The temple. The, the Hebrew word for temple is hekal. In in our Swahili language in in Kenya, we call it hekalu, but the Hebrew is hekal. Okay, because the uh, Bantu people usually don't finish; they don't complete their words with a consonant. They complete their words with a vowel, so they will not say Helen. They'll say me okay. So they don't say Hekal. they say Hekalu, okay. <laughs> you get that. So if you, if you go to semantics and etymology, then you'll understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, the history of words and how they're formed, and the meanings of words and phonetics, how they're pronounced. Okay. So, so we say Hekalu. But it's Hekal. Hekal. Okay, in Hebrew. That is the temple which you are right now, the holiest of all. You are the holiest of all. You are the holy of holies. Glory to God. Now we don't enter his gate with thanksgiving. We don't enter his court with praise. No. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're not entering. We are walking temple though. Of the Holy Spirit, you know, people still say, I will enter his gate with thanksgiving in my heart, I will enter his courts with praise. That's good for the Old Testament, good for David with his heart, but not for you. Yeah, <laughs> I will say, This is the day that the Lord has made you make the day. Oh my god, <laughs> I will rejoice for he has made me know that of the Lord is my strength. Okay. I am already, I am the epitome of gladness. He no longer makes me glad. Yeah? The Bible says it's a river who streams. Make glad the city of God. And God's the midst of us. That river is in my belly. Gladness is in my belly. So when I open my mouth to speak, gladness comes out. You see, that's why you can't afford with this knowledge to be depressed. Because gladness is domiciled in you. It's a bubbling stream of water. John 7 38 those who believe out of their bellies will flow rivers or living waters so you can choose to change your situation right now from feeling sad and depressed to exaltation exhilaration and excitement right now you can do it because it's not my might, it's not my power but by my spirit says the Lord and the Bible says that river is the Holy Spirit do you believe that if you believe it you're not gonna be depressed one more day You won't. The spirit of heaviness is nothing on you because gladness bubbles out of your belly. When you open your mouth and you yawn, it's gladness that comes out. If you breathe out, you're breathing out life. Glory to God. Others breathe out carbon dioxide and other gases. You breathe out life. Glory to Jesus. Yeah? There's a big difference. If I breathe on you, you will be alive. Someone else breathes on you, you faint. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah? Because they have all these crazy gases coming out of their system. We produce the Holy Spirit. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Have you noticed that we breathe on people, they actually get healed? Since when did carbon dioxide heal somebody? Yeah? (laughs) If I breathe on you, it's got in grief. And Jesus breathed onto the disciples and said, receive you carbon dioxide. No. The Holy Spirit. He's when he exhaled, you will exhale. You know that worship song? <laughs> ever heard of it? When you exhale, the Spirit of God fills everybody in your environment. Hallelujah. It's so good to be a child of God, I tell you. I can't trade this for anything. No, no, no. You show me any book you've ever read on this face of the earth that shows that when you breathe out, the Spirit of God fills the atmosphere. You think about that. When a child of God is asleep, even if they snore, I'm telling you that's music to God's ears. They go, Phew. 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 they breathe in the Holy Spirit and breathe out the Holy Spirit. Glory to Jesus. If you're around where they're snoring, you get healed. Hallelujah. Michelle is online. God bless you. Love you so much. I'm going to teach you about angels, okay? Don't worry, I'm coming there. She says, be blessed. We uh, bless God. From Guyana, God bless you. All the way from Guyana. She says, happy last Sunday in the month. God bless you. I love you so much. I can see Daisy Queen is online too. Daisy has been part of us forever. Daisy, when are you visiting me? Yeah? Come over next Sunday. Uh, I'll cook for you lunch. Glory to Jesus. Remember Jesus cooked for his disciples? Everything I say is biblical, okay? All right. He made uh, broiled fish for his disciples. He, he asked them, children, have you any meat? Children, do you have any food? They said, no, we've been toiling the whole time. You have not got any fish. He caused Peter to catch 153 fish. People say fishes. They are the same species. Fish. Okay. <laughs> 153 fish. And then Jesus went and cooked for them. You know. He barbecued fish for them. For breakfast. Some of you only take tea and bread. Jesus gave fish for breakfast. Come on, guys. Yeah, your breakfast needs to be something with a bit more protein, okay, and carbohydrates than just a little English tea and a toast. Yeah, that's why by the end of the day you're feeling depressed because <laughs> you're toast. Okay. <laughs> you got to fill your belly with some nice breakfast. The first thing Jesus did to the disciples when they were depressed because they thought Jesus you know, was dead and he had resurrected, these stories are not making sense to them because the Bible says it had not been revealed to them that Jesus would resurrect. So don't worry, even you, if you find yourself a bit slow in Scripture, Peter was slow too in Scripture. Jesus resurrected, he went to the, to the tomb, found it empty, still didn't believe. Yeah. He goes to the tomb where there are two angels. Mary goes there and talks to the angels. Peter goes there and doesn't see the angels that, because he didn't believe it. The angels were still there. Peter and John couldn't see the angels. The women saw the angels and believed. But the Bible says the disciples never believed the women. Peter did believe, just like you. So be comforted. One day it will work for you. The same way it worked for Peter. Okay? Are you getting it? So Peter was depressed. He said, Ah, I go fishing. And Andrew, the other one, said, We go with you. (laughs) Because this whole ministry thing doesn't seem to be working. The boss is dead. We are told he resurrected. He appears, disappears. Ah, let's go fishing, man. Let's go back to our business. You know, at least those days we saw some fish in the shambles. Yeah. And when they went fishing, Jesus appears, Standing by the shore. And then, when they look at him, John who knew him well said hey Peter it's the master Peter was stuck naked the Bible says those days they, they they fished stuck naked no clothes at all so Peter had to wear something quickly then he jumped into into the sea and swam to the shore and found the master there and the master says do you have any meat no you've been toiling the whole night <laughs> nothing depressed troubled. everything is failing Jesus says cast it to the right side and he caught so much fish yeah sold so much fish and got so much money, and then went for ministry. The strangest thing is that straight after that, Peter was still broke. Because at the gate beautiful, somebody's asking for arms, and Peter says, silver and gold have I none. Where did the money go, Mr. Peter? But he said, such as I have, give I unto you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. John was always rich. He came from a rich family. That's why Peter didn't say, silver and gold have we none. He talked for himself. It was Peter and John. Silver and gold have I now. John said, "Mm -mm, Not me. Not me. I have both. The power of the Holy Ghost and money. Alright. In the name of Jesus, arise. And the man arose. That is the book of Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 4. Silver and gold had him lots. Yeah. The Bible says no one lacked. Okay. Do you see this progression here? But that's not the topic for the day. The topic for the day is seraphim. So, in the book of... uh, Isaiah 6 verse 2. Above it stood the seraphims. Above the throne. So where are the seraphim seraphim located? Above the throne. In the, the old temple that was abolished. Remember Jesus' body was also a temple. He said destroy this temple and I will raise it up in three days. So his body before he died collaborated with The temple that he had to purify with his own blood after which he abolished that temple so the seraphim are no longer above the temple they are within the temple oh Jesus above it stood the seraphims yeah seraph yeah seraphim is seraph now let me blow your mind literally seraph is a snake okay so above it stood seraph. okay? These are snakes, okay? Now the problem with you is that when I mention a snake, the picture that comes to your mind is this cursed thing that winds on the ground on its belly and hisses and has double tongue. That's not the original snake. That's a cursed being, okay? The original one looked like seraphim. Had w- wings, six of them. Had a face like that of a person, hands like that of a person, feet like that of a person. Was dressed in white. That's how the original snake that appeared in the Garden of Eden looked like. Talked like a person, not. A s- yeah. Mm-hmm, all the time, no. That hissing is called divination under the power of demons. They hiss, if you read Jeremiah, they hiss to curse. Okay? So the snake is now used as a spirit of divination. If you remember, Paul casting out the spirit of divination from a a little girl. And that spirit of divination is called Puthon, where we get the word python from, a snake. So the cursed snake became a symbol and a source of witchcraft. But the original snake was beautiful with a beautiful singing voice a voice that eve could not resist and that's the one one of whom the devil remember the devil took a third of the angels from heaven yeah he just used one of them to hiss in the garden oh okay maybe that's too deep yeah maybe that's too deep Okay, so the snake was not originally looking the way it looks. Okay, neither were you originally looking the way we look right now. Because we are under a lot of the effect of the fall. But when the spirit of God comes upon you, he renews your youth and that light of an ego. After a while, you start glowing just the way we were originally used to. See, Jesus said, you're the light of the world. How can you be the light of the world that there's no light coming out? Literally, yeah. Every light he created glows. Do you know that in the spiritual realm, you're bluish in color? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go to that another day. Okay, glory to Jesus. I can see my people are online. MH says, hello, beautiful family. Judith says, A lovely Sunday. Love you guys. Love you too. Glory to Jesus. Are you getting help? Above it, through the seraphim, each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he did fly. So the snake in the Garden of Eden was a flying bee. God cast it and subjugated it, okay, to a thing that's sliding like that. But the snake still has wisdom. That's why the Bible says be wise as saraf, serpents, but harmless as doves. And that's why witches use pythons to do their witchcraft, because they have the ability to tell or foretell the future, okay? Go python. All right. That's why I told you, go to the deeper meanings of things for you to get the, the real power. So, we have seraphim. This one stayed above the throne, But now, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you, if you want to understand why Jesus died for you, now you know how he values you. That he can take one of you and place everything in you. Everything is in you. Heaven is inside you. That's the reason when you sleep, you enter into realms that are within you. That earth is within you. Everything is within you. Think about that. The Bible says he has placed eternity in your spirit. Eternity is inside you. Eternity, as in things that exist forever, are inside you. Why would you fail one more day? Why would you fail one more day just with that knowledge alone? Everything is within you. And Paul said that all things are yours, even death. If you want it it's yours life if you want it it's yours everything is yours if death is yours then it's one tool you can use to do business yeah it's not something to fear anymore it's yours life is yours can I read for you you say Apostle, you are saying crazy things today <laughs> I'll read for you let me read it for you Caleb Sudi, God bless you yeah glory to Jesus all things are what are yours 1 Corinthians 3 verse 21, the Bible says, Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. In other words, don't look at somebody thinking, Oh my goodness, I wish I were like so-and-so. Paul is saying, can you glory in your own self, in your calling, in your office, in the Lord? Because everything is yours. Don't think the other person has it made and you don't. All things are yours. So be happy that everything you need is already within you. All things are yours verse 20 says whether Paul or Apollos even that person you're glorying in they are yours okay or Kephas that's Peter or the world that the world is yours ladies and gentlemen the world is yours okay so you can't go singing this world is not my home. I'm just passing by. this heaven is my home, and Lord what will I do the angels beckon me, oh, oh, oh. and I can feel at home in this world anymore. You see, you're sitting in Old Testament. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> A lot of beautiful things are so so false. Yeah, have you noticed? They say that everything that is nice tasting is either like illegal. <laughs> it's, if it's sweet, it's it messes with your health. Yeah. That all the good things that are on this way to the other are mostly illegal. Yeah, or bad for your health. You see. So, this world is yours, the Bible says. See, you need a revelation of the Word of, word of God. Yeah? The world is yours, the Bible says. Oh, life, or death. The world is yours, life is yours, death is yours. So, when I say death is yours, it's a tool you can use. Somebody said apostles saying crazy things. You see, I'm a prophetic guy, so I can tell how people respond to the things I say. is that in the Bible yes it is do you believe now okay life is yours death is yours things present are yours things to come are yours all are yours things to come things present prophecy code number eight knowing what's ahead knowing what is behind knowing what's right now prophetic code number eight all things are yours all the money is yours can you work it out work out the money work out the blessing yeah You work in us to will and to do of your good pleasure. But the Bible says we work out that salvation. Yeah? With reverence. We work it out. God works it in you. You work it out. You work it out by saying so. By doing it. Okay? Glory to God. Caleb says deep. Hallelujah. The Bible says deep calls to deep. Spirit to spirit. Yeah? (laughs) Oh, glory to Jesus. Deep calls to deep. Spirit to spirit. Yeah? At the water spouts, What are those water spouts? The spirit of God, you know, flowing out of your belly. Hallelujah. Deep calls to deep. Spirit calls to spirit. So the word deep means? What does it mean? Spirit. Deep calls to deep. Spirit calls to spirit. Understand dualism in the Bible. One part speaks the mystery the next part unravels the mystery okay deep calls the deep spirit to spirit and the and and the darkness covered the face of the deep and spirit said may there be spirit and there was spirit okay (laughs) all right it's not word play we're not playing with words this is revelation okay so seraphim make god's throne a burning fire now i've got notes concerning these angels but the notes are basic they are for spiritual babies what i'm speaking right now is for mature people but the notes that i'm going to post on facebook are for spiritual babies because i consider the different levels of growth and maturity okay so you don't say i'm contradicting myself i'm writing for babies mostly okay but when i speak i speak to mature people all right So, these angels called seraphim, they make God's throne a burning fire. The throne of God is like fire. So, you are like fire. That's why when you're talking tongues, the Bible calls them tongues of fire. Okay? They proceed out of your belly. In Daniel 7 verse 9, the Bible says, I beheld till the thrones were cast down. Thrones. Thrones. Thrones were cast down. They are angels. And the ancient of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow. And the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels as burning fire. He had wheels. A throne with wheels. The wheels are called Ophanim, Okay? They are angels too. They have eyes. Ophanim. Now, the English language doesn't have a word for them. So what do you do? They just say wheels. So everybody, the trouble with most Christians is that they are so natural in their thinking that if you say a wheel, they see the wheel of a car. But you are not born in a car. The cars were invented the other day. They were not always there. Okay? So a wheel in the spiritual realm is an angelic being, a living being, with eyes. And these wheels are tied to the throne. Okay? And the throne is driven by cherubim. They carry it. They carry the throne. And God sits upon that throne. Okay. Glory to God. Psalm 104 verse 4 says, Who makes his angels' spirits and his ministers a flaming fire? All right? Now, these guys are very close to God. The seraphim, they are very close to God. So that gives them the highest level of wisdom and knowledge of God. That's why the seraph, the serpent, is wise. Are you getting that? Huh? Be wise as serpent. So seraph means wisdom. Seraphim, they are wise angels. When they are around you, you suddenly get wisdom. You get to know what to do in different circumstances. Okay? When they manifest, they're always with you. It's just that people don't know the things of God. When you know the things of God, the things of God manifest. We activate through knowledge. An angel can be with you, but if you don't know the angel is there, the angel cannot work for That's why it's important to know the Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. All right, now let's talk about cherubim. So I'm not enumerating these these angels in order of their importance. I'm enumerating them for purposes of teaching, okay? So number two, we've dealt with seraphim. Number two, cherubim, yeah? Cherub is singular. Cherubim is uh, plural, okay? Isaac Molaka, God bless you. Happy to see you. Love you guys. This is the apostle of love. Oozing love from every direction. Glory to God. And breathing out spirit. Hallelujah. Okay. So, Herub is singular. And Herubim is plural. C-H-E-R-U-B-I-M. Herubim. Okay. Glory to Jesus. The Bible says, the Herubim, you know, Herub, Herub. Yeah. Now, in our know, language so healing we say kerubi yeah you see they can't say herub they have to put an i at the end it's the way they say heloni herubi yeah (laughs) we sing we sing the sounds of seraphim the glowing herubim surround the throne of jesus lamb of god you see how beautiful that is that song came straight from that throne i heard it and wrote it down. Every time we sing it, the angels join in. It's their song. Okay? Hallelujah. So, Herub means great understanding. Great understanding. Okay? Now, Lucifer was a Herub. So, Lucifer was a Herub. Now, in the kingdom of God, the more understanding you have, the higher your ranking. You get that? So, Lucifer had tremendous understanding and wisdom. For that reason, he was able to control angels. Imagine a guy who controls a third of God's angels. Yeah? So, in the kingdom of God, even if you are the least of all, the Bible says the least of all becomes the greatest of all. So, ranking system in God's kingdom is not like the world. The smallest could be your boss in the kingdom of God. It just depends on their understanding of the ways of God. Okay, so Herod means great understanding. They have great knowledge of the mysteries of God. They are full of wisdom. Okay, they are also called living creatures. In in Ezekiel, they are called living creatures. Okay, they are full of eyes. That's wisdom. Eyes stand for wisdom. So in the prophetic realm, if you see an eye, wisdom. Whether it's the third eye at the top of somebody's forehead. That's called wisdom, okay? That's what the Egyptians are looking for. Horus the all-seeing eye. Remember that big eye of the Egyptian people. They're looking for wisdom. They're looking for Herub, angels that can give you wisdom. All right, you see that? So they—they they are God's eyes. They run to and through the earth. Second Chronicles sixteen verse nine. For the eyes of the Lord, you see, the Lord sees through His angels. He also sees through you that's why the Bible says the eyes of a king will chase away wickedness when a king looks at a certain direction wickedness runs away because those are the eyes of the Lord the Spirit of God sees through your eyes okay and they see through the angels too and the Bible says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him you see that now what does a Herob look like I've already explained to you how a seraph looks like. A seraph looks like you, except for six wings. With two, it flies. With two, it covers the feet. With two, it covers its eyes. Because they are not permitted then. They are not permitted to look at the throne of God. So they cover their eyes. But when Jesus was born, the Bible says the angels, the seraph, they began to sing, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill towards men, because they saw God for the first time. Are you getting it? Ah, wonderful. So, Herub look like a cow. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They look like what? A cow. Now, look at a cow, a, a natural cow, a bull, a cow, an ox. All right? Now, a Herub has the face of a bull cow. A sebu, Yeah? <laughs> all right. So, have you pictured that? Now, picture a cow standing on two two feet. Have you pictured that? Good. So, the cow is standing on two feet. So, some of these guys do cartoons are very spiritual. When you see a cow walking on two feet, yeah? So, they have the feet of a cow. They stand on feet of a cow, but they don't have knees. The feet are straight, completely straight, okay? They have the face of a cow. Like the mouth and the and the eyes of a cow like that but they also have the face of a man on one side and the face of a lion on the other side and the face of an eagle on the other side so if he saw a hero if Lucifer were to stand in front of you in, in his true likeness you would think what creature is this whose feet are straight like that of a cow and has four faces the face of a cow the face of a man the face of an eagle and the face of a lion. That's what they look like. And they have four wings and hands of a human being underneath each wing. Okay? You get that? So they have many hands. Oh god. So if you look at them, you'd think, is this a mystic, mystic thing? Have you noticed that certain religions have creatures with very many hands? They are creatures like that in the spiritual realm, okay? Genesis 3 verse 24. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. So they wield swords. Yeah? They don't carry them. They remotely control swords. So where they are, swords turn like wheels in different directions. Okay? The sword of the Lord. And the sword of the Lord is the word of God. Okay? I hope the picture is getting clearer in your mind. So when you see a cherub next time, don't bind it. Say, you foul spirit, i bind you in the name of Jesus. I expel you from my environment. No. You'll say, ah, the cherubim have come. Great understanding and wisdom. All right, now reveal to me, what is it that God has sent you to do? Yeah? Are they always waiting to be sent? Remember, you're above angels. They're not above you. They may look greater than you. But the one with the greatest power is not always the leader. Is your president the strongest soldier in your country? Your president doesn't walk with a gun, but he's a commander of the armed forces. So the commander doesn't use power. A commander uses authority. Authority is greater than power. So angels might be more powerful than you, but you have authority over them. Are you getting that? So you're their commander. Glory to God. Christians need to know this thing. You know, your, your life is miserable because you're ignorant, not because you're bad. You're suffering not because you sinned. You're suffering because you're ignorant. You don't know who you are. You don't know who you carry. Eternity is in your heart. All things are yours. All these angels are yours, the Bible says. Even if they are principalities and powers, they're yours. The Bible says that. Oh, God. Now, let's look at... Let's, um, Ezekiel twenty eight fourteen 14, that is scripture of Lucifer. You are the anointed cherub. Lucifer was not just an angel. He was anointed. You are the anointed cherub. That covers the word anointed there is mimshach. Now mimshach is economy of scale. If you're a business person listening to me, this is the power to get your things to expand. You start a small thing and it expands. Mimshach is expansion. So, kerub when the kerubim are around you, or when they're manifest, your things expand quickly. This is the reason why musicians who serve Lucifer, their music expands quickly. Because Lucifer gives them what's called Mimshah. M-I- S-A S-H-A-C-H Mimshah. Mimshah. Anointing. The word anointing there is Mimshah. There are different types of anointing so lucifer was given anointing to spread that's why when he lies the lie spreads much faster than the truth when people lie about us a millions of people believe the lie when we tell the truth very few people believe it because lucifer operates as a liar and he has mimsha he is the king of the earth until you overthrow him in your family and in your domain okay Jesus said in John 14 verse 13, The prince, the king of the earth is coming, but he has nothing in me. Jesus recognized Lucifer as the king of the earth. But now you are kings and priests. You can overthrow him in your domain, ladies and gentlemen. If one angel, Michael, kicked the butt of Lucifer out of heaven, and you have millions of angels around you, don't you think you have absolute authority over the devil? So snatch the meme shark because it was originally yours, so that your trade expands, your goods are sold far and wide, your music expands, your talent expands, the things you do, the economy of scale becomes yours, because business and success comes with numbers, and numbers was to call mim shark. Oh Jesus, if you're hearing me, you're gonna be blessed. So Ezekiel 28:14 says, You are the mimshat Herub that covereth, and I've set you so you are upon the holy mountain of God, you've walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Wow. So Herub are responsible for the spread of the gospel, the spread and expansion of business, and anything you want. So Lucifer, in his domain, gives his actors and musicians and business people that follow him meme anointing. He gives it to politicians so that a politician suddenly just becomes extremely popular. He gives it to a lot of these rap artists. They sing a song that's just ordinary but you find millions of people are following it. There are only two things ladies and gentlemen. It's either you're under the power of the Holy Spirit or you're under satanic power. And both powers function except one leads to hell the other one leads to eternity, eternal life with God. So, I present to you, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the anointed one, whose anointing will give you expansion that will never end. But Lucifer also presents his own mimshah. And this Mimshak will work. Yet the Bible says, what shall it benefit a man to gain the whole world and lose their soul? With Mimshak, you can gain the world. You can be the most popular president in the world, the most popular musician in the world, but you're losing your soul. I present to you life eternal where you don't get lost. The Bible says, he doesn't want anyone to be lost. He wants you rich and prosperous and successful, but not lost. Glory to God. Ladies and gentlemen, What we present to you, what we submit to you, is tried and tested truth. That's why we say it with so much boldness. It works. The devil knows that. His henchmen and minions know that. And there's nothing they can do about it or against it. Glory to God. If they could, they would have killed us by now. They know we contain the mysteries of God. They fight us, but they don't succeed. Ha! Glory to Jesus. Let me take you to the next one now. The next group of angels, thrones. When you read the Bible and you see cathedra, cathedra, huh? cathedra is a chair. Because your chair doesn't talk and your chair doesn't breathe and your chair doesn't move, your chair is not animated. So when we say throne, you start thinking that, oh, that must be some chair somebody sits on. Yes, it looks like a chair, but it's living. It's a living being. So thrones are angels. Okay alright this was literally carry God's presence God sits upon the throne <laughs> God sits on those angels okay ah, they're his chair they wield the power of justice and government thrones are the ones that make people politicians presidents and all that remember Lucifer has his own parallel government with the angels that he messed up with so he also has thrones okay that he sits on because he wanted to be like God have you forgotten that he wanted to be like the most high he wanted his own thrones he runs his own fallen government and he gives it to politicians who sacrifice to him and worship him yeah you need to sit on the throne given to you by Jesus Christ of Nazareth who has made you a king and a priest okay remember the Bible says we are seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we also sit upon the throne. Glory to God. So thrones are angels. Have you ever heard a teaching like this? Yeah? Judith says all things are mine, even the angels. Yeah? Everything is yours. You can't afford to be broke, ladies and gentlemen. It is illegal for you to be broke. Illegal. Look at the things you have. Everything is in you. Wow. Wow. That knowledge gives you boldness to do business, to do transactions, to do entrepreneurship, to do your work. You wake up in the morning bold, strong, powerful, knowing everything is yours. Hallelujah. That promotion is yours because promotion doesn't come from east, west or south. It comes from the north. And the north is yours too. Glory to God. Yeah. So governmental power and justice. That is the judicial system the legal system lawyers and judges they are all under thrones okay that's why you always ask for approaching the throne council approach the bench okay approach the bench because that's what those angels operate now if your government is under satan then the entire judicial system is under satan so it's the fallen angel thrones that are ruling your government That's why the Bible says righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to a nation. Okay? Colossians 1.16 For by him were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones, those are angels, or dominions, those are angels, or principalities, those are angels, or powers, those are angels. All things were created by him and for him. Okay? Daniel 7 verse 9. I beheld till thrones were cast down. See, the thrones of what we're talking about. These thrones are the ones responsible for your prayers. They mix incense with your prayers. And then they mix them with coal and they offer them before God. Revelation 5 verse 8, the Bible says, And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them. Hops and golden vials full of orders which are the prayers of the saints now revelation 8 verse 3 to 5 says and another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer and there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne and the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angels hand and the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and earthquakes. Now, when we when we hear thunder, you see lightning, we know answers to prayers are coming. The rest of you just get scared and go under the bed. You're calling your mother. Yeah. Oh, mommy. There's thunder. There's lightning. We hear answers to prayers because we see what angels are doing. Okay. Some just get scared. They walk close with Herobim, these thrones. Because Herobim actually ride; They they carry them. Herobim carry them. Because God sits on them. Herobim carry them. And then there are other angels called Ophanim. I'll talk about them later. Whose wheels are on those thrones. So a throne is like a car. Like a carrier. You see those horse horse carriers? The throne, the angels look like that. With big wheels like that. Okay? Alright. Now, Ezekiel 10, verse 16, 17. And when the cherubim went, the wheels, when the cherubim moved, the wheels, often orphan or oftenim, moved with them, okay? And when the cherubims lifted up their wings to mount up from there, the earth, the oftenim also turned not from beside them. See, the English version says wheel, but Hebrew says often orphan or oftenim. Just look up the word O P H A N. You'll find the angels, okay? The meaning of the word in Hebrew, they are angels, but they are circular like wheels with eyes all over, okay? And when they stood, they stood, and when they were lifted up, this were lifted up. Uh, For the spirit of living creatures was in them. The spirit of the cherubim is in the wheels, is in the offering. Their life is in the offering, okay? Are you getting that? Next group of angels dominions. So we have thrones, then we have dominions. So these are angels in charge of prudent management and wise governing of God's creation. All managers are under dominions. They give leaders the prudence to lead. They carry mercy with them and they give power over sin and the flesh. I've already read for you Colossians 1 verse 16. Thrones, dominions, principalities, powers. Okay? So business people operate at this level. Yeah? Yeah. The dominions give them power to dominate in the business in the marketplace okay so if you want, if you're gonna dominate then the angels that will help you are called dominions all right now you understand why you went to school got your PhD and you're still broke because you don't understand spiritual principles you need the academic knowledge but for you to dominate you need to understand the spiritual world okay glory to God for you to sit on the throne as chairman, chairwoman of something, you need thrones to help you. Okay, all these things are spiritual. The people in the world understand these things, they serve their master. Do you realize all the Pharisees were under Satan? You're not under God. That's why in the book of John 8:44, Jesus told them, You are of your father, the devil. You're running the synagogue sitting on the thrones of fallen angels that's why you're murderers and they ended up killing Jesus yeah you see so you need dominion you see I told you when I when I type these things I'm typing for spiritual babes when I speak I'm speaking to mature people I put more flesh to it okay Ephesians 1 the Bible says that Jesus is now seated far above all principality and power and might and dominion okay and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Yeah. Dominions appear and disappear like lightning. Okay. One group of dominions called Hashmal. Plural Hashmalim. So when you say lightning, that's Hashmal. For the uninitiated, oh, lightning! I saw lightning pierce the sky. For the initiated. I saw Hashmalim answering people's prayers. Oh God. All right. Ezekiel 1 verse 4. And I looked and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself, and and a brightness was about it, and out of the midst thereof, as the color of Hashmal, out of the midst of the fire. When I see the amber, that orangish kind of bright orange color of the fire. I see Hashmah. The rest of you just see fire. Alright. Hashmal is one of the dominions. Fire. Next group of angels. Virtues. Oh. These are called strongholds. Their counterparts are the demonic spirit that we call strongholds. Okay. So they are. Holy strongholds and unholy strongholds, just as there are holy water spirits and unholy water spirits, okay? So these help in the performing of miracles, signs, and wonders. So when I say be healed, it's the virtues that do it. Jesus said, I felt virtue leaving me. There's virtue for power, but there's virtue for angels too. Now, an angel called Raphael, responsible for miracles, is the leader of virtues. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Acts 27, verse 23 to 25. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom, and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God has given you all them that sail with you. Therefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. They, they suffered a shipwreck. Remember the story of Paul? And an angel stood before him, he was called a virtue telling him oh you're gonna do great things even before caesar so don't worry no one's gonna die okay they secure you in accidents whenever an accident occurs you find that you are secure your car might be damaged something might be damaged but you came out unscathed because virtues protected you you get that they whisk you out of trouble have you ever seen cases where a child was about to be hit by a car and suddenly the child is on the side of the road and you wonder how the child crossed the road so suddenly? Everybody's holding their head saying, oh my goodness, the baby, the baby. Suddenly, the vehicle has passed and the baby is still safe. Because virtues protected the baby. If you Christians knew this thing, you'd rule and reign for real. But right now you're under circumstances. Every small thing puts you down. Because you don't know who you are. You don't know what you have, what you've got. And the angels at your disposal the angels of the Lord and come round about them that fear him to deliver them. There's deliverance for you. Okay? They shall bear you up in their hands so you don't dash your foot against a stone. You may say, but man of God, I still dash my foot against a stone anyway. Listen. You didn't die and your foot got healed. because virtues healed you. Glory to God. Okay? It would have been worse if you didn't know what you knew. Have been worse if you are not talking in terms. Remember, Lucifer wanted Jesus Himself, the anointed were dead. He wants you dead too. So the fact that you escaped death, thank God, virtues protected you. Okay? Ah, it is so nice. In the book of Mark 5, verse 30, and Jesus immediately knowing in Himself that virtue had gone out of Him, turned Him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? This is the angel of the power of dunamis. This is the angel of dunamis. So when the Bible says shall receive power, dunamis, after the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he was saying, I'll send you virtue. Okay? Acts 1, verse 10 to 11. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, You men of Galilee, why are you standing, gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner, as you have seen him go into heaven. Yeah? Virtues are stress removing angels. You feel stressed? I send virtue your way in Jesus' name. Stress is removed from your life. Oh, I'm so stressed. Oh, I'm so stressed. Virtue takes away your stress. Look, the disciples were stressed up that, oh, he's gone again. Now we are left alone. Then the virtue, the angel comes and tells them, hey, the way you see him go is the way he's going to return. You stay in the upper room, virtue will come upon you, power will come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. No more stress. Glory to God. You can live a stress-free life. The next group of angels are called powers. They're in charge of cosmos. Yeah, They're also called authorities or exousia in Greek. They are also warrior angels. They will help you overcome temptations. Powers. The opposite are the ones that tempt you. You get that? <laughs> these ones help you overcome temptations but then the satanic kingdom has a group of powers remember we fight against principalities and powers, the powers tempt you so that you turn away from God to the world, okay are you getting that? Ephesians 6 12 says "For so we rest not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness high places, so the principalities, powers, they're the holy part and there's the demonic part. There's the satanic realm and there's the godly realm. Okay? They are not operating parallel to each other. Satanic world was totally defeated. That's why they have to lie to you to use your virtue to do their wicked things. Okay? The next group is called principalities. They're in charge of kingdoms and countries. Yeah? Yeah? They are the ones that make people rule either in wickedness or in holiness over large geographic regions okay they give office to the right people over countries and kingdoms all right the next one's called archangels archangels okay so they are bearers of good news michael is one of them gabriel Raphael. most of their names end with E-L. Michael means who is like the Lord. When Michael shows up, the mercy of God is everywhere. Who is like the Lord? Merciful. Anytime the word who is that the Lord is mentioned? Michal Adonai. Michal et Adonai in Hebrew. Michal et Adonai. Who is like the Lord? Yeah? Anytime that question is asked, the next statement is, he is merciful. Okay? His mercy endures forever. So Michael is responsible for mercy, apart from war. Michael is responsible for repairing things. Okay? If your things are broken and you don't have any other way, your computer refused to work, instruct Michael. He will fix it for you. Okay? You say this, this apostle is crazy. That's, yeah, that's up to you. The way you interpret the way what I'm telling you is up to you. But If you're wise, read the Bible, apply these things and they work. I have instructed Michael to repair my car in the middle of the night many times and it worked. Okay? You want your things to be in a good state of repair, not things breaking down all the time. Assign Michael. He will send you angels that will help you fix things everywhere. Say, Michael, I want my things in the perfect state of repair. Okay? Then your gadgets will serve you for long. And if things break down and you have no way, they will fix them as you wait for the mechanic. as you wait for the technician okay because spiritual things are spiritually designed and physical things are physically designed once physical help arrives the angels leave okay when you're in trouble in the middle of the night feeling insecure the angels will walk you but as soon as you are close home they fly away and then your heart starts palpitating okay that's what that's how they work if somebody's bleeding the angels will help as soon as they get to the hospital the angels become invisible Because man now takes over, okay? Glory to God, that's how they work. So, archangels are Michael, Gabriel, uh, Raphael, okay? Reu L, all right? Danny L, okay? Jeremy L.